we welcome into the program from the Dallas Cowboys broadcast team, Kyle Yeomans. First of all, Kyle, from all of us here at ESPN Central Texas, we say congratulations on your recent engagement. Well, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, me and my now fiance, Lorena, got engaged over the weekend. And, uh, of course, I'm born and raised in Waco down there in the area. And then I went to school at North Texas at UNT, and, and that's when we had met was back in 2017. So we're both very excited and very thankful and appreciate you guys uh, in the congratulations. It, it looked like it looked like a football thing, man. It looked like there was a game plan, and then the plan was then <laughs> executed. You know, uh, much better execution, I feel like, on, on my part throughout that process than <laughs> we saw a lot throughout the Cowboys season. But, Ooh. yeah, no, it was – Super, super thankful that that we got it done, and and I had a lot of help in planning that as well. I can't can't take all the credit for it, but yeah, we we were uh, super grateful that it worked out, and of course, she's happy, I'm happy, and and it was a, a beautiful night that we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Okay, Kyle, you, you you're going to have to quickly understand it doesn't matter if you're happy as long as she's happy. <laughs> as long as she's happy, you I'm got it. With you. Hey, uh, let's talk a little football here. Uh, there was a lot of conversation uh, during the uh, early portion of the offseason about would the Cowboys retain their defensive coordinator? Would, would the offensive coordinator hang around? Heck, is the head coach safe with Jerry Jones? Could we see a new head football coach in Dallas? And at the end of the day, all three are still in, in their same positions. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is was there going to be a chance to keep the coordinators? And uh, especially early on, it was it was almost like a foregone conclusion that the answer was going to be no. I mean, Kellen Moore was one of the hot commodities in the NFL. He had this top offense that was firing on all cylinders. Oh, my goodness, he's going to be the next uh, Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan, this young, hip coach in terms of offense offensive firepower, uh, what exactly can he do as a head coach? Well, of course, that dwindled off in the back half of the season. Dan Quinn certainly deserved a, a head coaching job in this cycle. And, and, of course, he won the AP assistant head coach or uh, assistant coach of the year award last night during the NFL honors. And so he he deserved it because of the turnaround, because of what they had done throughout the season. And, yes, he elected to stay back maybe after he didn't get a couple jobs or he kind of had a conversation with the Jones family. And he's going to stick around and, and be a part of this coaching staff in, in 2022. So, where yeah, you're right. Where does that leave Mike McCarthy? And I think there's a, a, a huge vote of pressure against him going into this offseason, going into the season to have success because now not only is one coordinator breathing down his neck, but both coordinators are back again this season. I feel like after a, a six win improvement, the the six and ten season in twenty twenty, the twelve and five here in twenty twenty one, uh I, I think there it would have been hard to really get rid of Mike McCarthy with uh legitimate cause. But Going into this year, if there's no playoff success, especially with the high expectations that they have, then I think Mike McCarthy will be one of those coaches on the hot season uh, coming next off season. 
And uh, that's just something that I think this this front office is going to have to decide moving forward. Do you think the biggest reason Mike McCarthy is not on the hot seat this year is because Jerry Jones just does not want to admit that maybe he made a mistake at this point in juncture? I think there's a little bit of that. Uh, Because if if he didn't like Mike McCarthy – in that setting, if he didn't like McCarthy as the head coaching hire, uh, then he could make that move at any point. So why is he not making that move? Well, one, maybe it's because he actually does believe in Mike McCarthy, or two, because, like you said, if he doesn't believe in Mike McCarthy, maybe he wants to be right. Maybe he wants to let him stick it out for a little bit longer and see exactly what he could do as a head coach. Can he get back to that Super Bowl caliber winning uh, like he had in Green Bay and, and at least build something special? In Green Bay, Mike McCarthy's second year, they went to the NFC Championship game. So he had a track record of a quick turnaround. And he, sure, he provided that turnaround. But if you're not going to win playoff games, then what does it matter? And I think Jerry is a little bit less uh, patient when it comes to that uh, this time around, you're not going to see the leeway that maybe a Jason Garrett got throughout his tenure. You're going to see a short leash on just how far Mike McCarthy can go with this football team before uh, Jerry would maybe look for a replacement. Kyle, I want to switch gears to the Super Bowl, And with, when you look at the Rams, all talk is about the acquisitions they made, right? Like bringing all these guys in, it's, it's win now or bust for them. But Cincinnati made some great acquisitions as well, bringing in guys like Adobe Wouzier and you had uh, Oban GB and uh, Larry Helton. Yeah. If they didn't bring those guys over, would they be in this position? No, they, I don't think so. I think they made the right moves that, that kind of worked with their roster. And they did it in different ways, too. Well, I mean, Cincinnati really built through free agency. And, of course, with the draft being uh, Jamar, Jamar Chase and what he's kind of done and uh, stepping into that, that wide receiver role, and, and then Joe Burrow, of course, two seasons prior. So Cincinnati did it kind of the traditional way, build through the draft and then find some guys in free agency, some veterans that come in and make a high impact, and then ultimately get into a position where you can make a run when those pieces come together, whereas the Rams really built their roster in a different way. And it's been a topic of conversation throughout Cowboys Nation, especially entering this offseason where you don't have a ton of cap room, if any cap room at all, really, uh, and and there are going to be some tough decisions to be made. The Rams built through trading away draft picks, through kind of going all in, pushing the chips to the middle of the table, and then uh, finding out exactly what they have from that point moving forward. I mean, look at what they've traded away in the last, almost half decade and almost decade when you look ahead to the draft picks that they do don't have anymore they don't value the early round of the draft the same way that a lot of teams do and hey they find they have found themselves in the super bowl again for the second time in four seasons and then now maybe they get a chance to win one against this uh this Bengals thing or that isn't necessarily tom brady like they faced the first time around Kyle, we all know that the the because of the way the the presentation of the Super Bowl from the NFL, yeah, in the way it looks and in the way it's presented, I mean, but still and yet, the Rams are playing in their home stadium. Is that 
a how big of an advantage is it? Uh, clearly it's an advantage, but how, how big of an advantage do you think? Uh, I think it is an advantage to a certain extent. I don't know if it's as much so as it would have been. And it's interesting because last year, of course, Tampa Bay being in Tampa Bay was the first time that a team had played in front of their home crowd in a Super Bowl before. But even that home crowd was a limited crowd because of the 2020 pandemic and because of COVID-19, they had a limited capacity to that game a season ago, whereas this year it's full capacity, but it's in L.A. And the Rams, of course, not with the the biggest fan base out of all these different teams uh, in the NFL. And then with it being in L.A., it's going to be more of an experience rather than like a fan destination. So I don't know if it's going to be a huge, loud crowd per se, like you would see maybe in the NFC championship game or, throughout other playoff games that the Rams hosted out at SoFi, but it's an advantage because of the, the, the comfort of being able to sleep in your own bed of not having to go through a full week of travel of, of already being where you need to be in terms of the Super Bowl and having that kind of home preparation, that home motivation uh, where you get to go to the stadium in the same locker room that you're normally in week in and week out, it's that familiarity and that comfort level that will help calm the nerves going into what is the biggest game of a lot of these players' career. And they don't have to do that in an unknown environment or in a completely different state or have to spend a week on the road. They get a chance to kind of be calm and and have that kind of mentality going into the week uh, as opposed to what is the norm or especially what Cincinnati is going to have to do. Kyle, we mentioned a few minutes ago, Garrett, we asked you about, you know, the Rams were built to win now because of what they did in the offseason last year. Do the Cowboys ever get to that point? Does Jerry Jones ever get to the point where he has to put this thing together because he knows his window's closing very rapidly? Is this the offseason that maybe you see some big acquisitions for the Cowboys because of the fact that they need to win now with the nucleus they have? we just a few players away or are they much further away than that? I, I think that's the decision that needs to be made this off season. Jerry's not necessarily ever had an off season. So volatile as, as this one, just because one, you have a coaching staff that is either overachieving or underachieving, depending on who you talk to about the coordinators. And of course the head coach, you have a quarterback who has been locked up on a franchise, big deal moving forward but he's also been banged up so there's question marks around his health going into the last three years of his massive deal that he signed uh you've got all these guys tied up in these big contracts that you can't necessarily get out of and you've got 21 million dollars over the cap space already as you look at what the roster stands right now so if you're going to make some big acquisitions you just pure and simple don't have the money to do so but you also have the pressure of turning around after a 12-5 and five season, a disappointing playoff run, and finding enough pieces that can make you successful going into the 2022 campaign. Because if not, then you're right, that window is starting to close. Because right now it really feels like you're at the back, hit, uh, the back half of a window uh, after a tough playoff loss rather than maybe 20, or 2016, 2018 when you were at the front end 
of that window, and you still felt like there was something on the table with this young core, this young nucleus of players that just didn't, just wasn't ready for the big lights, wasn't ready for the spotlight just yet to get to a championship game or go to the Super Bowl. Whereas now you feel like, oh my goodness, this this window is closing, this opportunity is slowly slipping away. Do we either kick the can down the road a little bit more, extend the window? Or do we cut ties now with a lot of these guys with contracts that aren't necessarily fruitful and taking up a ton of room? You cut ties with those guys now and then move forward and maybe try and open that window up in a better opportunity a couple years down the road. Hey, Kyle, uh, man, we uh, we do appreciate your time. Enjoy the game on uh, on Sunday, and uh, and thanks so much for being with us again today. Yeah, guys, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Kyle Yeomans.